Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Tip, tip of the cap to tip of the tip. Be- cat, just the cat, just cats. Cats, 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 cats tip. Tip of the cap. Terry Wilson. He's gonna throw. Conrad. Touchdown, Kentucky. Touchdown, Kentucky. <laughs> Victory, Kentucky. Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They, his buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison, beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Thursday to you, October 27th, 2022. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Roll Call Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, our producer, Justin Kalen, and special guest, KRC legend, Trevor Kelsey, joining us on your Thursday morning. He's here, everybody. He's actually here. At the start of the show, no less. Uh, Trevor Kelsey, how the heck are you, buddy? Mama said I'm special. <laughs> Good not morning. To, not gonna lie. So here's the deal. I'll just go on precursor this for the uh, audience. Uh, I told you I would do this yesterday. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to go to bed early. I'm going to get some sleep. I'm going to get up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make my promise come true. And so I go to bed around midnight and like, like trying to eat asparagus, my body just rejects it. It's like, no, no, what are you doing? You should be up like in the middle of a game right now watching some movie. And so I roll around in bed and you ever had those moments like you're rolling in bed and you just don't want to look at the clock because you know you've been in bed and you still can't get to sleep. And I finally, yeah, yeah I hate that. I mean, I just like refuse to look at the clock. So finally I do. It's like 315. I'm like, you got to be freaking kidding me. So I was like, I, 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 I'm still awake. So I get up, you know, I, I take my equivalent of some, some warm milk, you know, <laughs> you know I, I, I smoke a couple glasses of warm milk and uh, go back to bed. And now here I am. And I think I'm still on some of that warm milk. Mm, so, uh, good, yeah, good. so, so maybe the, the hour two might be a little bit, a little bit more coherent, but hour one, I hope you're recording, Justin. And if you are, erase it before the SEC comes calling. Oh, boy. There's our Trevor Kelsey back for back for one day. We do have an update. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Of course, Trevor Kelsey was our producer for, I don't know, we started in 2018. and About three years. Yeah, I was going to say, I think the switch in 2021 or, or early, or maybe late 2020, somewhere in that ballpark. And that's when Scoots took over. And now you can listen to Trevor Kelsey in a more time-appropriate slot for him, three to six, he produces the Mike Rutherford show with, you guessed it, 
Mike Rutherford, Mike Rutherford, not just a clever name. Justin Kalen, good to hear from the big guy, isn't it? Oh my gosh, yes. And I'm I'm super glad. So when I heard first heard of this, that was it was a potential to happen. I even told Trevor, I was like, Trevor, there is literally no way you show up. And I almost, TJ, I almost doubled down on my Louisville EMU bet. I even told Trevor this. I was like, I am almost willing to bet you five five hundred more that you will not show up in the morning. So I'm glad we didn't make that bet. I'm glad I still had that five hundred in my pocket. Nicely done, Trevor. I I didn't think you could do it, but you did. Well, cuddle up to that, cuddle up to that five hundred because you ain't gonna have it much longer come the okay. end of basketball season. Okay, no. I, I, I couldn't steal money from you twice in like a six month span. <laughs> That's just not cool, man. Especially since nice you, work, you work the same place I do, so I know you don't make squat. I, <laughs> Trevor works at the hotel. <laughs> no, I, no, no, but I frequent it. <laughs> all right, uh, all right, so. We've got a lot to get to on today's show, although I this is a good thing. I'm happy about it. But having Trevor here, I know we probably will not get to everything that we're supposed to be getting to on today's show, and that's perfectly okay. Uh, this may be news to both of y'all this morning, but very relevant. No Powerball winner last night. Now it's over $800 oh. million. Well, it looks like you got me for both hours today. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Although it would be a fun celebratory show if we found out on air that we actually did win the Powerball. But uh, yeah, so we're in a lottery group. Of course, Mike Rutherford won't join it with us. However, we're going to win one of these days, and he'll he'll be the sucker, not us. Just just think Reno nine one one episode. That's the way I'm coming into the show. If it's the day we win. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's that's what we'd have to do. And then what Trevor and Justin were alluding to a little bit earlier on was they have a $500 bet, this is real, uh, and fans of or listeners of the Mike Rutherford Show, listeners of Kentucky Roll Call, you probably know about all this. But if you happen to not know about it, these two, Trevor, big U of all fan, Scoots, not an Eastern Michigan fan. How they got onto this, I don't really fully remember. It, it, all, start, it all started with Bates. It, yeah, Moni Bates, and I, I, think, I think Trevor was, I don't know, I, Trevor really wanted Bates, and then he didn't, and then he tried to play it off as he never really wanted him, and then Justin kind of chimed in. And these two have a bet between just most total wins between Eastern Michigan and Louisville on the season for basketball. Scoots will be the first to tell you, Trevor, it has nothing to do with Eastern Michigan. It has everything to do with your Cardinals. Also, out of curiosity, because we never actually panned it out, but not that it should matter with either of these teams, but – do postseason wins count in the bet? No, Trevor, stop trying to get out of the bet. It's it's all season wins. That's it, period. I don't care if one team gets a tournament and one doesn't. Total well, wins. I'm assuming the team who has the most total wins in the regular season, would, you know, if one, only, one makes a tournament, then that, that person's winning regardless of the amount of postseason wins because the other team's probably not making it. You My, sound a little worried because your team's not going to make the tournament. Oh, well, I, no, I am worried about that, but I'm, I'm, I'd be more worried about your team cracking 12 wins. Oh, boy. Here we go. They're going to win their conference. You don't even know their conference. <laughs> what conference is it? Mac, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's Mac. <laughs> I think it's two. I don't even know either, to be honest with you. That sounds right. <laughs> that sounds uh, right. We'll, we'll we'll roll with that. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a fun to be able to follow this. It's added a different twist to the college basketball season. 
we may talk, I don't think we'll talk more Eastern Michigan as the show goes on, but we certainly will get in to more college basketball. We want to hear from you on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. We, we love Thornton's. You do too, Trevor. I told this to, I texted this to Trevor. I wanted to wait till he was on to talk about it on air. But Sunday, I'm at my local watering hole watching some NFL games with some buds. Packers aren't on local TV, so I end up watching the, the majority, if not the entire game of Green Bay. They stink, as I talked about on Monday. They lose again to another really bad football team. They really do stink, people. I'm, I'm, I can confirm that. Yeah, they're not they're not very good. I'm, I'm I'm not waving the white flag on the season yet, but if they don't get any additional help, then it, then it'll be more of the same. They not to interrupt you, but do you you realize if, if things go as planned for the Eagles with their next three games, we should be going into Green Bay on Monday night nine and zero. That'd be great, and then yeah, I can do a little side bet on it. It'd be fun. Um, yeah, the Eagles are having a great season. I know you're pumped about that. We can get into a little bit more NFL talk as the show goes on, but I'm leaving this place and I got to go pick something up on the way home. Obviously I'm no maniac. Thornton's is so convenient. They've got anything I'm looking for snacks, coffee, drinks. I pop into the Thornton's get a few things that I need and I'm ca- I'm checking out. I'm wearing my green Bay stuff. And she says, Oh, did they, did they play yet? Or did they win? And I said, up, oh, they played and they did not win. They're not very good this year. And she was like, Oh, that's all right. I'm sure you had fun. And I was like, I really didn't. I didn't have any fun at all. It wasn't fun watching this game whatsoever. <laughs> she was like, I don't like football. I am into wrestling. And I was like, oh, you don't say. Well, she has to like football movie too, but that's okay. Keep going. And instantly, like, my light bulb goes in my head. I'm like, wow, a woman at Thornton's, which is basically family to the big X sports radio, is a fan of wrestling. I this is this is interesting. I, I'm I'm thinking of Trevor Kelsey here when I'm hearing all this go through my head. And I'm like, oh, you're a fan of wrestling. And I was like, that that's you know you don't that's kind of you, you don't you I don't know Trevor. What percentage of the wrestling fan base is is womenless or followers or fans? Or women, I know, well, it's probably maybe more than I think, but I don't know. It's like twenty percent too generous. I mean, let's just say on average, a wrestling show week gets about two two and a half million viewers. I'd say. Ten percent of its women at the best. Okay, ten percent. I was that was being maybe being a little generous at twenty. I think ten's probably fair. So I was like, oh, you know, you you don't normally find women wrestling fans or something along those lines. I probably wasn't as um, you know, I was, uh, that sounds a little like not misogynistic, but stereotypical. Well, be honest. What you really said was really why. I mean, I, she knew she knew what I was getting at, but I, I put it a little bit more delicately. And she's like, "Oh yeah, I'm probably the biggest wrestling fan you're gonna meet. I'll watch any wrestling I can get." I was like, "WWE," and she's like, "All of them. I'll watch Japanese wrestling if it's on." And I was like, "Oh my gosh, you are Trevor Kelsey's soulmate." And I even I was like, "I know I have a buddy who is the biggest wrestling fan I know. He watches all of them." I was like, I need to send them up here so you all can nerd out about wrestling. She was like, there's not anything nerdy about wrestling. And I was like, well, first off, let me stop you there. Yeah, there is. But I didn't want to get into it with her. But Trevor, your soulmate, she works at Thornton's. You need to go find her. TJ, you had me at woman. (laughs) You you could have stopped right there. You had me one already. I mean, his last his last situation it was a guy. So yeah, I know. That's true. <laughs> brought up all kinds of questions about me, but I mean, nonetheless, uh, 
Yeah, you, you sure this there wasn't an Adam's apple, right? I mean, when when you it it, it was it was a female. I can okay. I, well, you know, it, it, it <laughs> certainly appeared to be a female. But I was thinking you all could get some Thornton slushies. You could get all the candy at Thornton's and have a little wrestling date night together. How fun would that be? Now, obviously, it does, I mean, it sounds like sounds like a blast. Uh, now, not to also be misogynistic or uh, vain, but. Uh, in the, the many times you told me this story, you have faded away from like who I should be looking for, uh, and I don't know if that's because. I mean, could you give me a slight description of the young lady? Uh, tall, dark, enthusiastic is yeah. is I think the three the three ways I'd describe her. I thought you were going to say she's right your type. She's a she's alive. She's breathing. <laughs> she, she likes wrestling. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, honestly, that I, I bet Scoots maybe eyes perked up a little bit because when he hears that description, he's like, "Wait, you sure you're trying to set her up with Trevor? Because that's that's exactly Scoots' type." Yeah, yeah, that's right up my alley. Yeah, he's like, he's just he's that his his type is just his mind, woman. Uh, <laughs> Scoots, you gonna take that? I mean, he's not exactly wrong. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I feel. I feel like it, you know. You know, like I wouldn't go out with you if you're the last guy in the bar. I feel like it'd be it'd be me and Scoots as the last two guys in the bar. <laughs> like we're the last two there in that all in those scenarios when you always get that line from a woman. So it's like, okay, honey, which one is it of us then? Because that means one of us is at least going on with you. Uh, There's yeah. probably a portion of listeners too hearing uh, you all talk about that and then still being like, you know what? I'd still prefer your all's lifestyle over over <laughs> Roushers and Walkers. It's Not fun. It's fun for a couple of weeks, but most people would get old with it. It's like living on living in Hawaii, I guess. You know, it's a vacation life we're in. Do a lot of people get sick of living in Hawaii? Is that? A, is a, do you have intel on that? <laughs> no, but that's what Mila Kunis said to me in uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. And I oh, live everything yeah. in my life by my movies because you, you I don't have a life. Well, hey, okay, dollar in the jar. Don't think we forgot. Oh man, don't think we've forgotten about that. Lord, that thing got dust on it or what? I mean, come <laughs> on. As if you needed just another reason to get onto one of the million Thornton's locations in Louisville, you may find the love of your life. Yeah, that you know, you may end up finding the love of your life. So there's just another reason why Thornton's is the best. Shout out to Alex Cupper and Kelly Leonardo. I'm gonna uh, start going up there wearing wrestling shirts every day and see if she she says something to me. If if, if a young lady mentions something to me. I, I mean, I, I think if you wear wrestling shirts and then if you see a description of a person that I that I gave and you see somebody like that working, just be like, Yeah, I'm in a little bit of a rush, gotta get home and watch some wrestling. And then, like, you know, kind of do the little hair twirl thing and then, like, look up and try to make eye contact right at that minute that you say, I'm rushing home to get wrestling. And then you do the hair thing, you look up, and then maybe even do, like, a wink and a little bit of, like, a tongue on the on the upper lip sort of deal. And just see, maybe it's just, like, right there. You live your life by movies. Are you telling me that that wouldn't be, like, a love at first sight sort of deal? Yeah. I mean, we both go reaching for the mellow yellow when our hands touch. I mean, it's, it would be it'd be magical. I mean, it's anything short of me hanging outside Thornton's with a boombox and a trench coat, which, uh, by the way, of all the things movies taught me, don't do in real life. That's in the that's in the top ten. Uh, that, it'd be awesome. That was that's in the top ten of don't actually bring a boombox. Yeah, movies have lied to me about a lot of things in life. Um, how to get a woman back is definitely up there. Uh, more often than not, you get uh, EPOs and not the woman back in, in real life opposed to movies. 
you know, college isn't what it was in the movies. I found that out big time. It cost me a lot more money than it did to rent Animal House. Uh, and then, of course, Jury Duty was nothing like the movies. Damn you at Polly Shore. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it, it's up there. Okay. Well, maybe we can come back to that list, round out the top ten of things you learn not to do for movies <laughs> a little bit later on. It's a huge football weekend for our teams. Trevor, I, I, I would include Indiana, but I have no idea who they're playing or if they're even playing this weekend. And it would also be a lie, even if they were playing somebody good. So, But huge, huge weekends for our teams, Trevor. I think Indiana actually is on a bye, opposed to Scoots thinking it was last week. Oh, yeah. I was sitting here racking my brain trying to figure out who we play. Yeah, it is a bye. We're going to win this week. Yeah, you are a bye. Yeah, I do know that. Uh, And you're right, it is. It's kind of almost like a mini rivalry week. Obviously, Tennessee and Kentucky don't like each other. And Wake Forest becomes somewhat hatred by by Louisville fans for the most part of the last few years. So it's it's a week to make a statement for both teams. Obviously, Kentucky would love to nothing more beat Tennessee at Tennessee. I think it'd be a tough game for you. And Hey, Louisville has a chance to be a top 10 team at home. I mean, we can storm the field, baby. This I, might be, I don't know how much you listen to the reference show. We like to rate the attendance by the stripes covered in the Adidas logo. This might be a one, maybe one and a half striper. Ooh, 3.30 game, too, is a great time. It's going to be really nice weather on Saturday. Yeah, it, it could. I, I mean, you. when's the last time UofL actually had a true bona fide sellout? It's probably been years. It ain't going to change yeah. on Saturday, but no, you're right. It could, could be a good could be a good crowd and Trevor how about this cuz I think it's actually true this weekend I doubt this has ever happened certainly in the Satterfield and Stoops era but probably not ever in, in UK and UofL's coaches just regardless of who they are both coaches could get their best win in their tenure or their 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 time at their respected schools if Satterfield be- beats Wake Forest Top 10 win, especially when the program is not maybe in the best spot it's ever been, that would be colossal. And then, of course, if Mark Stoops can go beat a rival on the road that happens to be a top three team that has college football playoff aspirations, that would easily, in my opinion, be his best win since he's been at Kentucky. So I doubt that's ever happened at any point in UK or UofL's program history. Both coaches playing for their best wins in their careers. Yeah, for Satterfield, definitely. Louisville, I mean, probably not Louisville. I mean, Louisville, we we talked about this on Rutherford's show. This would be, I think, the fifth time, if Louisville's to get it, obviously. Let's not put the, the horse before the cart just yet. But it would be the fifth time that Louisville's beaten a top-10 team. The last would have been the Florida State-Lamar game. Uh, before that, West Virginia. And I, think, I can't remember if Kelly Dickey had the stats for the other ones. They went a little farther back. So it does kind of – I think it was – oh, it's, it was two, two Florida States, Florida – and and West Virginia were the f- previous four, and now you can almost add Wake Forest to that list for little fans. Which I mean, if there was ever one team that didn't didn't belong, it seemed like it would be Wake Forest. But uh, but more, let's, let's look. I got plenty of time to talk about a little Wake Forest, and we can talk about it a little bit more as the show goes on. But this is Kentucky, baby. This is the big blue wall, right? I mean, let's let's talk about a chance to in, to to really poke Rocky Top and put a put a hole in their dream season for Kentucky. I know you got to be licking your chops at that. It's more of like a big blue do not cross tape. Uh, <laughs> police tape. Yeah, you, know, yeah. like, you know, like if you just kind of obey, you know, obey what it says, then we're going to be okay. But if you kind of challenge it a little bit, it's not it's not as good as uh, an actual wall. Kind of like our secondary. 
And I did actually hear this part. I haven't been able to listen the last two weeks as much as I normally like to. Normally, you all are get me from three to like when I leave to go home for the day. You know, you all make that final two hours go by so quickly. But I haven't been. I've been out. I've had more appointments in the afternoons and whatever. But I did hear you all talking about how Wake Forest has kind of wiggled their way in to a rival of you all. And listen, I'm. We're UK. We do the UK show seven to nine. You all do the U of L show three to six. Uh, you all do a great job. I think we have a great radio show as well. So I'm saying this as a friend, Trevor. Do not make Wake Forest your rival. That's not company you want to keep. That's not a cool rival to have. It's not going to get you any respect on the national scale. Steer clear. Like go go poke Florida State more. And I get it. Like it was going to have to be organic in the ACC when you all moved there. You didn't have Cincinnati. You didn't have West Virginia. You didn't have Memphis. You didn't have some of those classic rivals that you had. And so it was gonna, who was going to catch on? Your cross-rival was Virginia. That's as boring as watching paint dry. That wasn't going to happen. Uh, and I get it. There's been some bad blood with Wake Forest, with the Wakey Leak stuff, with the uh, player that Petrino kicked off, the recruit that he kicked off in the last hour. That don't, forget, don't forget the clock incident last year where they suddenly got a free play somehow. And no, I, no. I did. I did forget about that. I'm glad you brought that up. I, I, I totally had blocked out L's football season last year, so I'm glad that, you had reminded, <laughs> glad that you had reminded me of that. But I get it that there's been some like bad blood, and I get it that Wake Forest has actually been a pretty solid football program as of late. But just go like keep poking Clemson or Florida State. That's the company you want to keep, Trevor. I'm saying that as a friend. <laughs> no, trust me. It, it does feel weird to say that you're a rival. And I, I mean, I guess it, it, and you're right. I mean, because when you know Matt kind of from conference to conference, it, it's it's hard to get an organic rival and built up. And, and he because even like when we moved to ACC, I mean, we had something going with Pittsburgh a little bit, but then they went to the other side, so we don't play them all the time. You know, we just played them this week. Um, yeah, so it, it's been. Syracuse a little bit maybe, but that's been so one-sided on, on for us until this year. You know, it's almost like saying we're rivals with Clemson. You know, it's one of those, we're rivals with you because we hate you and want to beat you, and the other team's like, you're our rival? You know, that's, that's kind of how we are with Syracuse and Clemson is with us. And So yeah. it's, it's been tough. I think Florida State has somewhat been, been heated. I mean, we've had moments with them. You know, as you mentioned, going, you know, back to the, you know, 2002 rain game, even though we were both in the Metro, we didn't play football together, and uh, and, and there's been some, you know, back and forth, but they've obviously been down, even though they still have the name cliche. But Wake Forest, right? I mean, they've been good in, in our first meeting. We played nine times. We're six and three versus them. Uh, both have come with streaks. And I mean, our first meeting was the Orange Bowl. They're, they're, you know, their dream season, and we beat them. So I mean, I'm sure there was some bitterness right off the bat with that, and it doesn't help that you know Dave Clawson is just like a giant goober. So I mean, he's easy to hate. I mean, even yeah, his own fans say his mom doesn't even send him a birthday card. I hear you all. You you all definitely don't like Dave Clawson, and you all have been very consistent oh. with that. You played against him, you'd hate him too. I promise you. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. Plenty of hateable guys in the SEC for now, though. Yeah. Justin, as we're talking about how big of games it is for Kentucky and Louisville and how it could be the biggest win for either head coach at, since they've been at both, and obviously Stoops has been at UK longer than Satterfield's been at U of L. Which team is more likely to win? You're the third party here. Who, which, which coach is more likely to get that ginormous win under their belt? Um, Kentucky, obviously, 13-point dogs. Louisville, I think, three-and-a-half, four-point dogs. I, have a, I haven't looked at it this morning. So obviously, and a half, Vegas, I think that's all. Uh, gotcha, four-and-a-half. Vegas obviously thinks L more likely to win. What does Scooter McDingus think? 
Yeah, I mean, I I tend to go towards the odds in this situation, and just based on those spreads, I would say Louisville. Although, I don't know, I, I and maybe it's because I've been doing this show for a couple of years now, but I, I just believe in Kentucky so much more than I believe in Louisville in any situation. So right. that makes me want to say Kentucky. And the, the line is, you got to remember, Louisville is also the home team in the situation. So if we That's were true. on the road, we would probably be adding three or four points to that line on our side, I think. Yeah, I um, I am a little surprised by the U of L line, the Tennessee line. I'm not surprised by, but I think it is a good opportunity for people to make some money. I think UK is going to cover. Yeah, I don't. I I think both of them have. I was talking with Dugan yesterday about it, our radio boss, and he he said, "What would you put U of L's chances of winning this weekend?" And I'm not doing this to rivalry, Trevor. I just I think Louisville is like a solid team. Their record this year doesn't really surprise me for better or for worse. And I I think that you're not a great team. I think you're an all right team. And I think the level of competition that you all played, and we don't need to get into the Andy Sweeney strength the schedule comments. That uh, we I mean we may end up getting into it, but we're not going to. Uh, we like Sweeney, and that's the that's the that's his game, and he does a good job at that game. But I think U of L just hasn't really played that many great teams, and with U of L being an average team, not playing great teams, they've been competitive for the most part, and they've racked up some wins. They've got a two-game winning streak, I think, for the first time in a little bit, or going back to last season. So that's nice. Uh, but I think Wake Forest is like a solid team, like a good team. They are. They're a good offensive team. They're a really good offensive team. They're really disciplined, too. Like I don't think they're going to shoot themselves in the foot quite like Pittsburgh did and quite like some other teams. UCF, obviously, that game down there in Orlando. So I think they're going to probably take care of the ball, and they're not going to make a bunch of silly mistakes. And then so I think in the L wake Forest game, it's going to end up turning into a shootout, and I just don't know if Louisville is going to have the pieces to keep up in a shootout. And I don't know, maybe you're coming around to Brian Brown's defense for U of L. I know you've been. Well, now that that's where you're wrong. You don't follow enough. Brian Brown. If you haven't noticed the last two weeks, this is Sats defense. Oh, he's taken over. Oh, he's the Renaissance man. Yeah. I mean, special teams, defense, nachos, offense. I mean, if there's something being sold or done in Papa John state, I'm my bad. Whoops. Oh God. I said that. Oh, Uh, stadium. Yeah. Uh, then it's, it's Sats. He's doing, yeah, he's, if you haven't been paying attention, he's got all the defense. Look what this defense has done the last two weeks. One may ask, why didn't why didn't Satterfield do that earlier if he's such a mastermind? It's a damn good question, my friend. Also, you actually you, you slipped up and said Papa John's. Did everybody see Papa John's tweet me yesterday? How cool. How cool. Wow. Yeah, the old sports talker. What what did you say? The that you can eat more pizzas than him? I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have had 962 pizzas in 14 days. <laughs> Trevor, not a reference that you'll understand because you haven't started House of the Dragon yet, but my body is looking like King Viserys. I'm falling apart. All I'm doing is eating pizzas, uh, and the quality has certainly gone down. No, uh, there is no bigger, bigger marketing budget in the world than Pizza Hut's, uh, supposedly, because I don't know anybody that regularly gets Pizza Hut. And maybe where, where you're listening to Kentucky Roll Call, Pizza Hut is prominent in your area. Sometimes I'll go through rural communities and I'll see like the only business in the in the place is a Pizza Hut. Yeah. The only restaurant in the town is a Pizza Hut. So maybe where you're listening, it's a little different than where I'm listening. But I don't know anybody that eats Pizza Hut. I don't know. I never see a Pizza Hut car out on the road. I never see cars at the few Pizza Hut locations that I do see around town. And But they still are 
they have commercials 24 seven. Uh, you see Craig Robinson from the office on there a bunch. And now they're doing a Twitter promotional thing. So like now when I'm scrolling through my timeline, I see pizza hut all the time and they have, they have made a new melt. It's like a pizza hut melt. It's and the, it's basically it's the Papadilla ripoff. Yeah, exactly. It's just the, it's the exact same thing as a Papadilla. However, in their advertisements, which it should, if you know, if your advertisement doesn't look good, then you've got an issue. But in their advertisements, it actually looks pretty darn good, if we're being honest. And somebody tweeted me and said, I had it. It was just okay. But without even tagging Papa John's, I didn't even say even Papa John's in the tweet. All I said was Papadilla. And they said, we said that Pizza Hut can look at our homework, not copy it. Would <laughs> <laughs> that become Wars. the Wendy's account? Pizza Wars in my timeline. Yeah, you're right. Wendy's is an account that takes shot at people. I think that is like the fun thing for businesses and restaurants to do is to be a little sassy, you know? I mean, it's it's the modern version of uh, of putting the uh, the poking fun message on your little on the little whiteboard, you know, underneath your sign, where people like to put little messages on there and be funny about it. They moved to social media now. There, there you have it. Of course, they've I, probably been there for about a decade, but you know, here am I. Who am I to know? So that happened, and you accidentally called it Papa John's Cardinal Stadium. That's all right. Pretty much everybody does it. Uh, Ever accidentally, yeah. You know, you bring up that. I like you bring up the pizza because that's an excellent point. Like, and I do like Pizza Hut. They close earlier than than the other two fast food places, that being Papa John's and Domino's. And you're right. I mean, you don't see a lot of people eating it, and that makes me think the other place that I see commercials for nonstop. They've obviously put huge money in by bringing guys like Matthew Stafford into there. But I mean, little is Little Caesars just just, suddenly is just everywhere on my commercials. And that's like little Caesars is the food equivalent of like the spice girls. Like they, they, they sold 50 billion records, but no one admits to actually owning one. It's the f- official pizza of the NFL, Trevor. I mean, how have you they, had, paid the mo- they paid the most money now? Granted, I haven't eaten little Caesars since 1993 when I got food poisoning and I've eaten there since. And I, I, I just, I don't get like who, who buys, do you know anybody actually buys a little Caesars? You, I mean, anybody under the age of like sixty, maybe? Because I, I think Little Caesars. I think of my aunt coming over to the house and be like, "I'm bringing pizza," and she's bringing like Little Caesars pizza. Like that's outside that. Who do you see? I mean, if you if you buy a friend over and he's like, "I'm gonna bring pizza," you're like, "Oh, cool." We show up with Little Caesars. You just like kick him out, wouldn't you? I would. Call me call me old fashioned. I missed the NFL when you have. Uh, Camaro pull, rolling down Mile High Stadium. It stop. It 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 slam on the brakes at the fifty yard line and peel out a little bit. Do a little Tokyo drift action. You'd see two people get out of the car with nice cowboy boots, cowboy hats. There it is. It's John Schneider, Papa John himself, holding hands with Peyton Manning as they eat Papa John's and talk about the NFL walking down the field. Now that's romance. Now that is the NFL pizza sponsorship I remember. That's that's my NFL pizza sponsorship because I'm with Trevor. There's nothing worse than Little Caesars. I absolutely hate it. It all stems back from when I got food poisoning back in 2010 uh, eating Little Caesars. Some of my friends suggest it could have also been the Baskin Robbins that I had with the Little Caesars. Um, who's to say, really? I'm not a scientist in that regard, so I, I'm not a dietitian either. Uh, who knows which one it was that gave me the food poisoning? But I'm probably going to go with the million and maybe uncooked pepperonis. I don't know. They were probably cooked. Yeah, I'd go with the pizza that cost me $2 probably. Exactly. But, uh, Trevor, the where I will disagree with you, though, is I do know like Little Caesars is incredibly popular. I bet I would – 
guess that from a sales standpoint, they make more than than certainly Pizza Hut. And I would guess that they're probably pushing Papa John's. No because, shot. Because it is it's just so cheap. And it like cheap. people just respond to cheap. You know, I can go in there, get a pizza for five, six bucks and get out of there. Um they do have a huge marketing budget as well. What what is with these pizza places and marketing budgets? I mean, in pizza, Little Caesars. I mean, there's there's gas station pizzas I would pick over Little Caesars. Casey's, for example, Hunts. Oh right? yeah, Hunts is amazing. I mean, no. both of those two I would pick over Little Caesars seven days a week and twice on Sunday. And Hunts is the worst pizza I've ever put in my mouth. And, no. and Little Caesars may be second to worst, but Hunts, it, it's truly unbelievable that Hunts is the official pizza of Rupp Arena. Like that's it's really actually embarrassing for UK basketball. A lot of people would complain about the checkerboards or the scheduling or maybe losing the St. Peter's. Hunt's Brothers Pizza being at Rupp Arena, that's easily the worst thing going for UK basketball right now. I mean, it's a gas station pizza, right? It is. It, I, I mean, mean it, it is. And that's, you know, the, that's what they think that we deserve to be fed when watching the Cats rock out at Rupp. I mean, that just doesn't help the stereotypes outside of Kentucky when they see when people like in other states see it and like, who's their sponsor? A gas station? That's Kentucky. That's Redneck Kentucky, all right. If I had any other UK people here with me, they'd back me up. So you all just got to take my word for it. The sad thing is, like, Hunts Brothers Pizza isn't even probably the worst thing on the menu at, at Rupp Arena Concessions. I, they're 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 just normal. Like, I think it's Center Plate that does the Yum Center, Trevor, yeah. and I could be wrong about that. It is. Whoever UK has is just their caterer for just their normal concessions, like hot dogs and chicken sandwiches and burgers and stuff like that. Terrible. It is, I feel it bad is, for you. Center it is awesome. so bad. Now, I will say Rupp has done a much better job over the last few years of bringing in other places, and they've got like a barbecue place, and they've got some other fun places. But just your normal run-of-the-mill concession stands, the majority of them, that food is really as bad as it gets. All right. Um, well, no, so when you only have one tournament win in, in, since 2017, you got to have better food. <sighs> You got to do something to get them in there, right? <laughs> That's a good point, and uh, you also have beer too, which is another what a novel concept for a stadium being able to sell some alcohol to its fans. Uh, but we have Trevor Kelsey in the house. It's so much fun hearing from him. But per usual, we went long, so we got to go to a break. We want to get into the text line earlier because we've got a lot of text. The Thornton's text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. We want to hear from you. We'll talk more about the cats and the vols. Maybe save some of the U of L talk for a little bit later on, or maybe never. You never know. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Justin Kalen. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call. That's what I'm talking about, man. <laughs> All right. Now dig this, baby. You don't care for me. I don't care about that. You got well, the best Kentucky Roll Call. He's on Big Ed Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Justin Kalen, Trevor Kelsey on your Thursday morning. Some exciting news. Nick Roush will be back tomorrow, I think, for good. Should be the plan. So if you've been missing the Rousher, he'll be back. He couldn't stay. He had to come back at least one day before the Tennessee game, right? Yeah, I, I figured. If you weren't playing Tennessee, he'd be back on Monday. 
Yeah, I I, th- I think that's a hundred percent accurate. He's got to have one day just to be able to vent and 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 get all passionate about the Vols. So that's that, a team he hates more than anybody, even us. Probably you would th- you would say is that fair to say? I would say that's a hundred percent accurate. He also weirdly hates Eli Drinkowitz in Missouri a lot too. So it's actually a big two weeks for him with UK going Tennessee, Missouri. But yeah, Tennessee I think would be number one for him. Uh, he's been out on. Daddy duty as he had a second kid, but he should be back tomorrow. Means he should be in for the Halloween episode on Monday. Do you and Mike Rutherford have anything planned for the Halloween special on Monday? Um, is Halloween Monday? It is. Oh, um, well, by the expression of not even knowing what day it was going to be, I'm going to say no. Did you know it falls on the 31st this year? I did. There's 30, I always think there's 30 days in October, damn it. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I figured with Mike that going till 6, that may be a little tough for him because that's kind of prime trick-or-treating hours when you've got little ones. Yeah, I think, I don't know if they're going to, that's a good question. i have to ask him because I know his, his youngest, Virginia's three, so she's just in the prime of it. You have yet to hit that because Lucy just turned one, right? She just turned one, but she we're going to go trick-or-treating. She can walk. I mean, she, she is a mover and shaker. Uh, so we're going to, uh, well, she's a walker. What do you expect? About a boom, about a bing. Yes, she <laughs> sure is. So I, we, I don't think we'll probably be able to get to the whole neighborhood, but we'll probably go to a few of the, the closest houses to us. That's going to be pretty cute. Now with your neighborhood, I would think you'd probably get name brand, even maybe some full size candy bars. I don't know. I've ever gone trick or treating here or even just walk the neighborhood. All I can do is just tell you what I give out, which is. Not full size, although I'd like to. I just like where do you where could I go to like a Costco? I'm not a member at a Costco. Yeah, that's a good like, point. Where where do I go to get the full size candy bars? Do I do Amazon now? Yeah, but anyways, but I normally it's just kind of your bag of mixed goodies. But we do handfuls. We're very generous with what we give out. There was one year, I think our first year here, when I lived in St. Matthews for like a couple of years, we had I think three trick-or-treaters in two or three years, maybe four in three years, whatever the numbers came out to. We hardly had any. So our first year in Linden, we did not have nearly enough candy, and we always give out generous amounts of it. So we did run out, which was pretty embarrassing. Um, I think we ended up – I forget what we did that year. Maybe we put, like, a bucket on the door and acted like <laughs> it already, like, took all the candy that we did have out or something like that. But it was pretty embarrassing, and we told ourselves we were never going to run out of candy again. So now we don't. but. I don't know, Trevor. I don't know what the trick or treating landscape is in our neighborhood. What uh, our mine is crap. It, it's gotten diminished year by year. I think oh, the last no. it did, yeah. Because I grew when I grew up in this neighborhood, it was like full of kids. Now it's we'll get. I mean, I think I think it stops before it even gets dark in my neighborhood. And plus, I got I got the people come to my neighborhood. It's, I mean, this is the, I, I don't get this from preparing, but it's they'll be like the kids will be walking down the street and the parents will be following them in the car. And it's like, first of all, I mean, A, props on the laziness of driving in the car instead of walking. But B, I mean, just like, let the kid go to the neighborhood, man. I mean, and they're like eight, nine-year-olds. I mean, come on. I need supervision like that. No, I mean, you should, yeah, the car thing's interesting. If the weather's bad, I get it. If it's cold or something, I guess I kind of get it. But no, you should probably have parent supervision for eight or nine-year-olds. I didn't need it. Look hot. No, never mind. You're right. Uh, what is Lucy going to be for Halloween? Uh, she is going to be the little doll thing from <laughs> Nightmare Before Christmas. Little. <laughs> What's her name? 
doll Sally. princess thingy. <laughs> Sally from Nightmare Before Christmas. Ah, okay. I'm surprised you didn't go with like a Stranger Things theme since this is one of those few rare years you get to actually pick her costume for. Her. Mm-hmm. Did you know when she gets? I mean, maybe two you might be able to, but by three you're 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 out of picking it. You should talk to her then. Yeah, this is what the the wife picked. I I, I was fine with it. Um, I didn't. I didn't get really asked for any opinions or the creative process and the costumes. This uh, you're you're so. a seasoned married man. You know when to pick, when to pick and choose your battles. Mm-hmm. So yeah. your first rodeo. Yeah, yeah. So Halloween right around the corner. Um, we we'll talk more about that on Kentucky Roll Call on Monday. I'm sure we'll do all the classic radio cliches, favorite candies, and all that sort of Ooh, stuff. Ooh, scary but movies. One thing that will be great for Halloween, if you're having a Halloween party, if you're doing it this weekend, if you're doing it on the actual Halloween, I know a lot of neighborhoods that will kind of have little Halloween parties. Let Salsaritas be the caterer for whatever get-together you've got going on this weekend. Maybe you're going out to Cardinal Stadium. Don't call me Papa John's Cardinal Stadium. Maybe you're heading down to Knoxville. Maybe you're having a watch party when UK upsets Tennessee. It makes the whole experience better when you see UK and Will Levis hanging 50 points on Tennessee while you're eating wildly addictive chips, hot and spicy salsa, salsa, hot creamy queso. It's all really, really good at Salsaritas. Two locations in Louisville, Middletown and St. Matthews. If you don't need them for catering, and remember, no party too big, no party too small for Salsaritas catering, go there for lunch. Go there for dinner. Take the kids. Enjoy their patio. The weather should be pretty nice this weekend. Salsaritas has it going on. The Fresh Mexican Grill. I'm going to do that for things. I think I'm going to do that for Halloween. Instead of candy, I'm just going to like pour some chips in someone's bag and then pour a little queso in there with it. <laughs> like, happy Halloween. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> well, that yeah. ends, little Johnny. <laughs> I will say, as a kid, if I am going through the old rigmarole Halloween, and there, there was nothing better than like when – you know, at certain ages, different different stages for different ages, as they say. But the when you're in the stage of like you're not you just your your goal was to get as much candy as possible. We'd fill pillowcases back in the day. But when you'd get back to your room and you just do the dump out, that was like a great satisfaction feeling of like look at all my hard work of going and getting candy, and now I just get to pig out on as much as I wanted. It I would love to have chips and salsa. Like, you see all this chocolate, you see all these Laffy Taffies, and then if you just saw a little bag of Salsaritas, wildly addictive chips, and then just like a little container of hot, spicy salsa, I would get that. Nothing would go better with the chocolate. I think it'd be probably giving a, almost a whole meal in, in one sitting. Yeah. Yeah. Be you, really you just remind good. me, I think that's one of my favorite childhood memories is that the pillowcase dump on a Halloween night. Right. Like, I'm not, I've never been a big Halloween guy. But I mean, I did do the obviously I trick or treated. I mean, come on, you can't look at me and not think I did trick or treat. But I mean, it's but yeah, the, the, that's right there with the coming waking up Christmas morning feeling for kids. It really is. I totally agree with that. Count your all's blessings that you grew up in a place where you could fill a pillowcase because I didn't really have that option. I could have brought like a mini pillowcase and maybe filled it up. Well, that's good because you you probably use a mini pillow. You, you Oh man! Uh, well, Scoots, you could have done what like Trevor talks about and had your your folks take you to another neighborhood that had a bunch of houses, and they could have just followed you around in their car. <laughs> that, yeah, I don't know if I'd have been okay with that. Yeah, some tells me me and Scoots start following kids around because we're getting arrested. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I mean as a kid, but yeah, uh, nowadays don't 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 do that. 
502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. I say we're getting to it earlier. We're getting to it earlier. A texter says, interesting text thread here regarding Saturday's game. Scroll up to the top, and the top tweet was, Tennessee averages 42.6 rush yards per game on scrambles, fifth in FBS. Florida ranks third, but managed just four yards against Kentucky, 12.7 scramble yards a game allowed. That's UK only allowed 12.7 scramble yards per game. Step one to slowing down Tennessee, hemming in hooker, keeping balls in front of you. Three, I'm very much looking forward to Tennessee, Kentucky on Saturday. So uh, this tweeter, I think it was Bill Conley, his his method to slowing down Tennessee is you can't let hooker get outside the pocket and break down a defense. you got to make everything stay in front of you. Now, Tennessee's still really good when they do that. Um, a lot of people compare it to like an, the Art Bryles offense is what uh, how Mummy is maybe a little bit more extreme, but Art Bryles, I mean, it's in the same neighborhood for sure for these people, and they've got better players than probably Art Bryles and uh, how Mummy probably ever had, at least collectively ever had. I mean, individually, I'm sure they had better players at certain positions, but Hooker runs the offense really, really well. So I guess the the method will be to not let them break down UK's defense. And that really starts with your edge rushers and and just the initial push up front. Not that the push even needs to collapse in on I mean, in time, you would hope that would be the case, but enough where he feels, I can't, I don't have all day where I can just go take a walk to the right, take a walk to the left, drop the ball, dust it off, pick up it up, have enough time to throw a deep post route for a touchdown. They just need to keep him contained inside the tackles and if you do that it seems like a recipe for success for Kentucky I'm sure that it will be exactly what UK is looking to do I mean Tennessee's offense is as good as you're going to find and it's it's one of those obvious like I don't know if you can go in expecting to contain them it depends I guess what your opinion of containing them is because I think guess the Pittsburgh game I think they only scored 31 maybe Mm -hmm. that may be in Tennessee standards that might be containment but for me for if you're Kentucky you just don't let them get you know, 20-yard plays, 20-plus-yard plays. If they're going to score on you, make them move it down the field. Make them be uncomfortable, you know, dunking and dinking it off to running backs and tight ends and underneath stuff and keep them in front of you. And that's something Stoops obviously is, does well in, in his, his defenses. So, I mean, well, I, that's something – I mean, because Tennessee's going to score points on you. And you're going to have to <clears> – <throat> I know for Kentucky it, is, it, it might be hard to outscore them, but – you got you. You got to if you're Kentucky to beat Tennessee, you got to get up in the low 30s if you're going to win this game. That, that's interesting. You bring that up because I think a lot of people forget that last year when Kentucky played Tennessee, 45-42 shootout. UK still should have won, in my opinion. Got a little hose down the stretch, but at home you still should have taken care of business against a good Tennessee team, but a team that I think Kentucky was better than. But Tennessee. 45 points, only had the ball 14 minutes. People forget that about last year's game. So one thing that we've talked about this week and we'll continue to talk about is UK should try to keep Tennessee's offense off the field. They need to try to control the clock. They were able to do a good chunk of that last year, but the issue was, Trevor, you almost wish Tennessee's time of possession was a little bit more because if you're scoring 45 points, and uh, the you know defense, I think made some plays there as well. But if you're scoring 45 points on 14 minute possessions, 
then that's kind of embarrassing yeah. for the opposing defense. That's not making them work for it nearly enough. And anybody that remembers the game last year, that's exactly what happened. It was really uncharacteristic of UK's defense. Yeah, they'll bend a lot, but they don't generally break. Not only were they breaking, it was on 70-yard pass plays, 60-yard pass plays. It was on the second possession of Tennessee's possession. It was on the first possession. It was on, oh, Kentucky gets a third down. They may get a three and out. Oh, Tennessee actually scores a touchdown from 50 yards out. It was really uncharacteristic of UK's defense, and it was bad. That's They'll have to be better at that. Yes, you want to keep Tennessee's offense off the field, but that doesn't mean that you let them score at will when they're on the field. Yeah, and it's, it's you know we we talked we've talked a little Wake Forest as well. I mean, Wake Forest is similar to, to Tennessee. I mean, it's kind of like if we were comparing them to the pizzas we talked about, Tennessee would be, you know, would be probably Pizza Hut and Wake Forest would be Little Caesars. But you know, they both kind of do the same thing where you, you you're not going to slow them down. Their, their offenses are going to they're going to score points. Uh, you just want to maybe make them play, keep their offense to where you want it to be. As I said, like making them like eating up clock. Keeping them out there, make them earn every bit of it. And they're going to get it. You just, just, just make them earn it. And then, in, in Kentucky's case, I mean, shove it down their throat. I mean, Tennessee's defense has, I guess, improved from last year. Couldn't have got much worse. I mean, it's the Tennessee team that got outscored by uh, you know Jeff Brom and his ninth string Purdue team in the bowl game and gave up forty points in that game. So I mean, the defense, and you've seen it this year too. I mean, Tennessee's defense is not anywhere on the same level their offense is. So. Regardless of what you think about Kentucky's offense or not, I mean, it's you, you're going to be able to put up points on this defense. Yeah, it's a strength-on-strength strength game for sure, and that's always really fun ones to watch. And uh, on top of that, I talked about this yesterday, Trevor, but Tennessee's defense is not all that great, but they also almost are intentionally not bad, but they'll intentionally give up points or yards just to try to speed things up they have one of the worst pass defenses in the country their cornerbacks are not great they've had injuries at the position as well but they still will just dare teams to throw they'll they'll load the box just because hey if if you're going to play fat if we get you throwing and you may score on us you may get big yardage plays but that's going to turn the game into a track meet. And if it's a track meet, we're going to be better at it than you are. So they kind of entrap teams into playing a faster style. Kentucky will still have to be able to establish a run game while also being able to throw the ball. Just watch that Alabama win of theirs. I mean, that's just that's, oh, yeah. that's, uh, what they are. I mean, they're going to they're gonna say, you know, if you want to, we'll let you score, but you better do it with less time on the clock than you can you let us get down the field on. And you don't, they don't need a lot of time, as Alabama saw. Yeah, I think I think Nick Saban's the best coach in the history of college football, but I bet he's kicking himself because they could have controlled the clock. Alabama yes. could have. They had the ball with, what, 90 seconds left going in to the end of the game with the ball driving, and they lost in regulation. Like, that's so uncharacteristic of Alabama. Uh, that's a game that they easily win. So, I wonder I if they got distracted by the, the Texas game because the Texas game, they gave Texas some time on the clock, and they couldn't get down the field. Yeah, and then but Texas is not Tennessee when it comes to offense, obviously. They are not. All right, let's end hour one. We'll come back for hour two. We'll keep going on the Thornton's text line and keep them coming in. Trevor's just a lightning rod on the Thornton's text machine. People, when he is doing radio, people have stuff to say. So keep it coming. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call. Every time I hear that song, I go back. I go back. Over? You say over? 
Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call here Hello. on the Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Justin Kalen, Nick Roush out, but he should be back tomorrow and for the foreseeable future. So joining us one last day. Trevor Kelsey, happy to have him, and want to thank just all the guests that we had over the course of the last two weeks filling in, helping us out, and ending with a bang with the big guy on the big X, Trevor Kelsey. Make sure you're following him on Twitter, at Trevor Kelsey. And Trevor, I, I, I do. I, I Justin does a, a phenomenal job. I love doing radio with Justin every day, but I do miss doing radio with you. It's, it's definitely two different radio styles. And both both very enjoyable, uh, but yeah, at least I, I still get to hear you on the Rutherford Show three to six. Yeah, I still I miss doing this with y'all tomorrow. I wish y'all just moved to like mid afternoon or something. I mean, can't we move the show to like noon? Maybe maybe maybe, a, maybe night roll call. I mean, I know I know you all I know you've got the kids and Rouse has the kids, but I mean, wouldn't y'all like to be able to pull away from 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 the family for two hours on a on a weeknight to do radio? Wouldn't it be fun? The wife and I have our I, we I, the conversations are brief. I, I can tell you that, but we have brought up like I, I won't be doing morning radio forever. Like we we've got no plans. Hopefully, I'll be doing Kentucky roll call for the foreseeable future. But obviously, nothing lasts forever. So it will be weird when like one day I just my sleep habits will go from around like ten o'clock trying to be if not in if not asleep at least in bed. To I used to be not not like you, Trevor. There's nobody like you. You're one of a kind. But I used to be thank you eleven thirty midnight, fifteen you know quarter after. Uh, like I, I would be somebody that would watch all the games, all the sporting events, and once the games were over, I'd go to bed. Now it's like I'll I'll catch the score in the morning or I'll watch the highlights <laughs> in the morning. But yeah, one day that'll just change, and then I'll get to like sleep in a little bit. If you ever do get to sleep in with having kids, but yeah, it's, uh, you, you and I live different lifestyles. I during the stretch of doing KRC in the uh, early uh, infinite stages, uh, I was like, I, I, I tried going to bed early, and nearly like the last year, I mean, I was I was in bed like ten thirty eleven, like you. I mean, mm-hmm. now, the thing is, is like some people be like, you know, like on weekends, I you know, people get up early on the weekends just to like, oh, I'm still I'm sleeping in, but I'm getting up at like eight. Now I'd still sleep till like two on the weekends if you gave me the opportunity, but. I was going to bed early. It's, I, I, I've fallen back into the, you know, go to bed in the morning, wake up in the afternoon type thing. But I like waking up and getting right on the air. I mean, I, that's, that's, I don't, that's one of the reasons why maybe when I do the afternoon show, I'll sleep till 2 o'clock. TJ, I'll have, I'll have you know, TJ, when I was talking to Trevor about him joining last night, this man straight up asked me, <laughs> should I go to bed early and make sure I'm up early, or should I just pull an all-nighter and come on at the end? I was like, um, you should probably go to bed now, Trevor. I did try. Yeah, it's not, it's not surprising. Uh, like, I, we talked about that when we started Kentucky Roll Call, and we were like, how are we going to get Trevor to wake up early? And that was back when it was 8 to 10, let alone 7 to 9. But we, we were, that was, that was a discussion is how are we going to get Trevor up in the morning? And then we did talk about that. We were like, well, maybe he just will stay up. Maybe he'll just be up all night. 
if he doesn't go to bed till 3.30 or 4 anyways, is it that much harder to stay up two hours? Uh, but then you ended up actually getting into a decent routine. But, yeah, if you weren't doing it on weekends or you were just falling back to your old way on weekends, then it probably wasn't meant to be. Like weekends, if I can – I'll probably sleep in maybe a little bit later if I stay up later. But it's the same thing, you know. At six o'clock, I'm I'm almost always up on a Saturday or Sunday. I mean, the, 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 and in the early days, I would we'd get off the air. You said ten o'clock, we'd wake to ten. You know, eleven thirty, I'd go back to sleep and take take a. I call a nap. Most people call you know a good night's sleep, and uh, you know I'd get you know. But then as we got on, even when we were doing seven to nine, it was like I, I quit taking naps because then I couldn't get to bed, so I'd just stay up all day and. I found myself going through a lot of, uh, as we talk, as I referred to earlier in the, this first segment, a lot of warm milk during the day because I'm bored sitting around watching, you know, judges shows and soap operas. So it, it was weird living that normal life of being up through the daytime when everyone else is and and being awake. I, I like my other way better, but I do. I mean, I but the only thing that would make me go back to it would be doing this show on a daily basis. Yeah, it it was it, it's different i mean i did did, yeah no we had a blast a lot of fun but the i i kind of disagree with you i i find myself at like 1 2 11 even 11 a.m and i'll just be like man why didn't i bring that up on the radio show like why didn't i talk about this today why like how did i forget to go you were you were thinking all last night that you were going to bring that up and you didn't you didn't even discuss it i i do feel like my brain warms up as the day goes on so I, I'm, I guess when you're, I don't know, when you wake up, it's already the afternoon, but I feel like my brain doesn't really reach its peak activity until, until a little bit later on. Cause sometimes I just feel like I totally brain fart during segments where it's like, you meant to talk about that. You didn't get to it. What were you thinking? But now, now speaking now, now I do have a dilemma today and maybe you can help me. So here, here's the, the rock in the hard place I'm sitting in there today is that, you know, you, I'm on like two hours sleep, roughly two and a half hours sleep. Uh, I could just I, I take a nap and then go to do Rutherford show today. Or should I just stay up? Cause I'm awake right now and I'm up. I've already, I mean, I'm on my second full glass of Mellow yellow. I eat my coffee. You know, I've already smoked six cigarettes and, and a half a glass of milk in the first hour. Gotcha. You know, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm awake now. Like, I mean, now don't get me wrong. I can sleep anywhere. It's the only thing Wagner taught me. And if I want to go lay down, I'll go to sleep. But, like, should I just stay up and do other going and do other show today? Which, if I do, could make an interesting afternoon show. Scooch, do, do not take a nap, Trevor. I, I know you. Yeah, it's gonna crazy. take about it's gonna take about twelve, fifteen calls initially to try to wake you up. You're not gonna answer any of them, so that person's gonna have to call you another twenty five times. Then you might answer, and you're gonna stroll into Rutherford show about oh fifteen twenty minutes late if he's lucky. That's that's the other thing about last night. I thought I thought that too when I went to sleep. I thought if I go to bed too early, if I get into a heavy sleep, that's when I'm hard to get up. If I'm if I've only been asleep for two hours, I'm waking up to my alarm a lot easier. I think hmm. here's what you do. This is the answer. After this, you you did it, Trevor. You got up. You did radio with some of your old friends. We had fun. The Thornton's text line is popping, which is really fun to see. Like I said, you are a lightning rod on that bad boy. So you are going to go pig out, go get your favorite breakfast or have your favorite breakfast door dashed to you. Although, as, as you may or may not know from your old KRC days, you probably do. Like the roads around 9, 10, 11 in Louisville, 
chef's kiss. It's like the best times to be driving on Louisville roads with the exception of like, you know, anytime after probably 8 p.m. So you won't have to worry about traffic. If you want to go pick something up, you can. If you want a door dash, I know that's your preferred style. You eat a big breakfast, and then if you get sleepy after the big breakfast, then yeah, you doze off, Trevor. You, that would probably put you around dozing off around like 11 or noon. That could give you an hour, two hours, maybe even three hours of a nap, and then you'll be refreshed, ready to go for Rutherford Show, bada boom, bada bit. So that, that's how I play it. Or you eat your big breakfast, and you're still awake. You play video games or you watch a movie. Maybe you start House of the Dragon and you stay up. Uh, so either way, I think you start with a big breakfast and you let your body, you listen to the to the to your inner being and let your body tell you what to do. You've seen my body. Would you trust this? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I don't trust my own body. <laughs> you got to be in tune with your one self, Trevor. That's another dollar, Trevor. You're You're getting broke. He's yeah. up to like ten dollars today. Well, I'll add another one here because being in two of my own self is my love life as well. Okay. <laughs> Let's get back to this Thornton's text line because we are we got to get out at nine o'clock. So the texts have to we got to get through them by nine o'clock or whatever. We don't get through, we'll we'll push it over. But no more late shows. The texter says the constant text about KSR being negative towards Cal and the basketball program still just aren't accurate or really fair. I enjoy both of your all show and listen every day, but the KSR show hasn't bashed Cal slash been negative in many, many months. Also, not the best look for you all to just go along with it and add to it when you all don't even listen to that show. It's just not true. People just think it's cool to pile on them because Matt can be a goober, says one texter. Um, yeah, the constant text about KSR, and then you send in a text about KSR. I, I I don't listen to their shows in their entirety, but I do say that when I can or when I'm driving to appointments that I'll tune in for segments. And I think, Texter, it's probably just a difference of opinion of what you consider negative versus what other people do consider negative because we do get a lot of texts about it. I wish we didn't, but we get texts about other shows too. We get texts about the Rutherford show. We had a text yesterday about Sweeney. Um, people want to talk about other shows and we're the only show where we'll give anybody a platform to talk about whatever. So I think that's part of the reason why we do get them, but we don't certainly promote them or ask for them. That being said, uh, one of the segments I listened to the other day, I mentioned it on the show. It was about big blue madness. It was like a few days ago and they were talking about how bad big blue madness was. I think we all agree that big blue madness doing the three point contest and the slam dunk contest, it's a little bit stale and they need to pick it up. But they were doing it in a light of saying, like, UofL's midnight event was so much better. And it just it just wasn't. Like, it just wasn't. And secondly, it's apples and oranges when you have a first-year head coach versus somebody that's been within the program now for 12 or 13 years or however long it's been. So I think that's what people would consider negative, but you clearly don't really consider that negative. You consider that just an opinion and maybe even factual since Big Blue Madness is a little bit of a Big Blue bore where things stand. So people have different opinions on that. I did think it was a little weird coming off the blue-white game where UK raised another $162,000 for charity. You had the great coal miner story, which uh, my mom texted me and said was on like USA Today this morning, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, or the Today Show did a, coal a segment on the coal miner, which is sweet. Like it just, it seemed like there was a lot of good stories you could have started a show with and, and doing that wasn't a good story. But then again, I don't care. It's their show. They can do whatever they want. 
that's just what other texters are texting in. We comment on it. I did think that had a ne- negative slant to it, but that's just one person's opinion. And you could be right. I could be wrong. I'm totally open to all that. But people text into the Thornton's text line, Trevor. We read it on air. That's how it's gone for over four years on Kentucky Roll Call. Did we lose Trevor? He's muted. He, nope. ha- he has nothing to say for once. Speechless. Did he fall back? Did he fall asleep during that rant? <laughs> Maybe so. We'll continue. A texter says, Tennessee uniforms are fire. That being said, I wish with it being Halloween weekend, I wish they would wear orange and we would wear black solely for entertainment. There you go. What happened, buddy? I don't know. Like My headset just went out for a second. I just unplugged it and plugged it back in. Uh, Before you move on, I want to ask, because I didn't get to watch Big Blue Madness. Um, I did watch Louisville Live for the most part. I I can't imagine. I mean, Louisville Live was corny as all get out. I mean, it was... I mean, the, the events in general, no matter what your school is, is, is going to be corny. I mean, especially for anyone over, you know, a certain age. I mean, it's for the kids. So the it, kids would accept it, and they like correct. it. So step aside and, you know, stop being, you know, grumpy old man like I am. But, like, I don't know about the dunk contest. Like, it, no way your dunk contest could have been worse than Louisville's. It, it was not worse. But, like, no, even, like, can we are – we are 31, I'm 31 years old, Trevor, you're older, Scoots, you're older. But, like, we've seen the dunks. We've seen the dunks. Oh, yeah. We've seen all the dunks. And we're not going to get better dunks than we've already seen at the top of the top level, which are already kind of boring to us as is. And you're going to see a group of college kids do better dunks than them. So, like, dunk contests just don't hit anymore. They don't resonate the way that they do. they used to. And I'm all right with three-point contests. I like them. I I get why people are bored. You just need to switch up the events. And Big Blue Madness has been the same stuff for such a long time. But Trevor's exactly right. It's it's for recruits. It's for recruiting. And really, it's a way, at its core, it's, hey, we're so excited about basketball that we're showing up in October to watch a practice. That's what Big Blue Madness and these Midnight of Madness events were at its core. It wasn't supposed to be a big show. It was supposed to be fans were so hungry for basketball that they would do anything to be able to watch it. And now it's turned into fans need to be so catered to and entertained to that if it's not this, that, or the other, we're going to whine and moan and groan about it. And hand up, I'm I'm doing it. I'm the one that's saying that it's boring. But I think what Trevor said needs to – I think that that is that's the that's the crux of this argument. It's for recruits. And if you're getting you're getting Bradshaw committing at the event or on his visit, then obviously he didn't have a bad time. So it's about the recruits. And yeah, U of L's. I, I thought the setup was cool doing it at Slugger Field, but it was a first year head coach. They promoted the hell out of it. They well, brought Jack Harlow out. I mean, Jack Harlow there, who he's just going around pretty much doing any event nowadays. But that was cool for recruits. But as for the recruits, my issue with Louisville Live, which was so funny how somebody could say that they watched that and thought it was a better event. Like, Trevor, the, the dunk contest had a camera angle from Aegon Tower. You couldn't see anything. They, during the three-point contest, they weren't even showing the ball going in the net. Like, they were just showing the shooters, which was fine. That's a sweet stroke you got there. But it, did it go in or not? We have no idea. So the hilarious part about Louisville Live is if you were there, I bet you probably had a good time or you were entertained or you thought it was at least cool or at least parts of it were cool. But watching it on TV, it was just not a good event from the broadcasting standpoint. Yeah, I've heard some negative things about the the, the seating of the way because the, the court was kind of way off of the the the, the where the seats are. They put like, the students on the field, but like if you were you'd bought tickets, which 
don't get me started on why Louisville's charging for this thing. I mean, it's ridiculous that they would have they would even charge for this. Well, knowing knowing Slugger Field, I'm sure Slugger was that, like, yeah. sorry, sorry, no discount, U of L. You got to pay full price to rent this out, and that uh, that will be twenty five thousand dollars, three hundred three hundred sixty two and sixty two cents. Right? I mean, government, you just let it be free attendance, and you just jack up the beer prices two more dollars. I mean, make it up that way. I mean, because the tickets weren't expensive, like 15, 15 or 20 bucks. It wasn't expensive, but still, it was just the bad, the, the point of actually charging. I mean, it was just like, yeah. really? And the dunk contest, I know I know you've seen it, and if you've made fun of it, you have every right to. I I did on Rutherford Show. Like, the 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 Hun, Hanley, Hunley Hatfield dunk, where he's supposed to be doing, like, the jumping over Harlow. Yeah. And he, I mean, he, I don't even know if he even came near Harlow, barely. And then it just—I don't know why it bothered me—but then Louisville's social media, they're just doing their job, so I can't get mad at them. But they're putting the, the picture out of it where like the perfect frame that looks like he's actually going to jump over Harlow, and they're just like, "Yo, can you believe what happened?" I'm like, "No, because it didn't happen." Hey, Trevor. By the way, you said you didn't watch Big Blue Madness. Their dunk contest winner was eliminated the first round, but the fans wanted him back, so he ended up winning. Okay, good topic. Well, that 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 that's on pace with how the NBA does it, isn't it? Man, and I, again, like we just dunk contest was cool seeing people be able to jump that high and do things like that. Now we've seen it. It's got things need to evolve. There needs to be different things, and it starts and ends, Trevor, with a two-on-two tournament at these Midnight Madness events. Actually, make it competitive. Put like have one of your sponsors or have a nil deal, like a ten thousand nil deal, ten thousand dollar nil deal on the line. Where winning winner of the two on two tournament gets that money? Who who's not watching that at that point? That would I mean, be must see TV. Didn't Louisville try to do some kind of three on three hopscotch thing? It, yeah, it, it's a week old. And we still don't even know the rules for it. They did. I've I've seen that before at other like when I've covered recruiting events. Usually okay. you'll get like a current player, an alumni, and like some celebrity or something like that. And it's layups are worth one, free throws are worth two, threes are worth three. And it's timed, and you keep your score, and like you pass the ball around to the alumni, and then to like the current player, and blah blah blah, and it's a lot of fun. The only issue with U of L is I just don't think they, I think they forgot to keep score for like the first three teams. And they're like, oh yeah, we do need to keep score because we're we we're giving away a winner here. Um, so I've seen that before. It was total chaos, and they didn't explain it well at all for Louisville Live. But oh well, at least they tried something different. And, 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 you know, some of the legends coming back, Purvis Ellison coming back, you know, dressed up like he's in a Goodfellas movie. And it, it would have been nice maybe, you know, if he could have brought some of the, his, you know, kids he coached with him. But, you know, he, each, you know, he, whatever. And one thing I can promise you is when UK does have a new coach, and I don't want it to be anytime soon with the way Calipari recruits, but when they do, that first year Big Blue Madness will be a big deal. Like, you know, first year head coaches, you, you should have – that should be a signature event for you. So and you still talk about the, the his birth, Big Blue, with the John Wall dance, don't you? You do. I help. Mm-hmm. I help set up for that Big Blue Madness as a freshman on UK's campus, and oh my goodness gracious, they were so. That was back during the old SAC Day Student Activities Council at UK, which was like one of the most corrupt student organizations in the history of student organizations. But that's those are stories for different days. But like we were setting up, and I think we were rolling up posters to hand out are like put in the seats for when people showed up at Rupp Arena. But they like literally were like, do not look to the left side of Rupp Arena when you're in the when you're in the arena. We're gonna have people watching and if we see anybody look, 
we get it. Like, we can't control your eyeball, so if you glance at it, no big deal. But if anybody pulls out a camera and tries to take a picture of Big Blue Madness setup, they want it to be such a surprise. So we all were like, oh, my gosh, it must be the most amazing thing in the world. All they did was have that, like, lift elevator that took yeah. the players down. You know, it ended up not being, like, the most crazy thing in the world. That was cool because John Wall did the dance, and it was the first time UK's had – that type, that type of freshman talent ever, uh, you know, at least collectively that much freshman talent. So it was, you're right. People still talk about the first one. Everybody always remembers their first scooter. <laughs> and when, and when, and you get your first scooch, you'll, you'll, you'll remember. Uh, wow. <laughs> hey, I got to get them in. I'm like two years backed up jokes over here. <laughs> DJ, DJ Helen's Kentucky been doing Blue Blue Madness. When, do, you, do you remember the first one they did? Yeah, I think it was uh, – well, I don't remember the first one they did, but wow. I think it goes back to, like, the 90s. 90s, okay. I know Maryland started it in the 70s. And Louisville, yeah. Louisville's been so bad. I mean, this is only the Louisville Lodge has been going on since Mac. And, and Patino tried to do the midnight thing, like, one time when he first got to Louisville, and it, it, it was it, – it, it just say we had better we, – we, we did better. We had, we came out better recruits with Katina than we did that that, that midnight madness. It was awful. Started yeah, in nineteen eighty two, for what it's worth. Eighty two. All right. Wow. That's that's, that's one of the earlier ones because Maryland was like seventy eight, I think. Yeah, they you know the old people that used to that have been to them for a long time always talk about the earlier ones at Memorial were better, and I I believe it. But they were well, called the Midnight Special. Yeah, midnight. Well, midnight madness was the original name of them because they actually were at midnight. Now, now with the rules though, you don't even. I mean, one, you're not going to have anybody up at midnight doing it, and two, you don't have to do because they, they allow so much more practicing now that, that that was it takes away the whole midnight point of it. Midnight specials has has a different meaning on U of L's campus now. <laughs> I, I got to finish this text because we we did not finish it. Uh, UT's uniforms are fire. That being said, I wish it with it being Halloween weekend, we they would wear orange and we would wear black solely for entertainment. So for them to not let us wear black, they can suck it and catch a big fat L Saturday night. Cats by four. You should, wondered, come, you should come out full checkerboard just to piss them off. I have wondered what UK will wear. Yeah, Tennessee's wearing all black. Um, I, I would guess Kentucky would go Stormtroopers maybe. Maybe wear the blue helmet on top of it. That's what That's what I would like, but yeah, Tennessee's uniforms are nice. They are pretty cool looking. I'll, I'll say that too. Although they they can suck it. Another texter says Dylan Ballard has me betting another fifty on the cat spread. Yeah, it's one thing I talked about. Trevor is all of UK media seems to have a very similar way of thinking with this game. It almost seems like everybody I've heard has been like, yeah, Kentucky's going to cover that thirteen. Now probably going to be a tough one for them to win, but that's that's way too many points. So. Uh, you don't normally have a whole media contingent on the same wavelength, but you do in this one. And Dylan Ballard was just another person, another UK media, joined us on Kentucky Roll Call yesterday, download the podcast, wherever you get your podcast. He was high on UK's chances, big time. Yeah, you can just peer, you can call it peer pressure if you want, but I'm with you on this one. If I was to pick a score, and if you want me to pick, I can save it for later in the show, but uh, yeah, I think Kentucky covers too. I, if you lose, and I, I, I would probably pick Tennessee. I don't. I see it more like a ten point win. What was it, Scoots? What plus three sixty or plus three forty on the money line? Uh, three seventy is what you said yesterday. Juicy money line. I, I, we all agreed. We were like that value for how we think this game's going to play out. Again, it's going to be tough for Kentucky to win, but I think in the fourth quarter they're going to have a chance, and you get that juicy of a money line, it's worth throwing a few Stanley nickels on for sure. 
Uh, hey, fellas, Brad from Bellbrook here in reference to the A&M players smoking in the locker room before the game. How crazy is it that Josh Gordon led the NFL in receiving in 2013 while only playing 13 games and admitting to smoking weed, taking shots of Grand Marais and drinking lean and popping pills before games, not to mention his quarterbacks were Brandon Whedon and Jason Campbell. Unreal. If he could have kept his head on straight, he easily could have been a top five wide receiver of all time. One of the all-time great what-ifs in sports. Those he admitted, admitted to all that. He, he, the thing with Josh Gordon, though, is that you can say that, but it's kind of hard to, to – to, he had that one year, but he said he's been back in the league now. If you don't, he's, and he's only 28. He's still, he's still young as can be, so he's had opportunities post the – the explosion season he had with the Browns and then the, you know, the, you know, missing with the suspensions, but he's been back in the league pretty much full time for the last two years and has done nothing. I think he's in Kansas city right now. He is 31 Trevor. Oh, he's 31. That's still young though for wide receiver. I mean, and that's been, I mean, he's been allowed to play in the league without suspension for the last few seasons. If I'm not mistaken, there is a, the, totally switching gears here. There's a fake Twitter account um, going around talking about you have our Tennessee's uniforms. We just had that text about them are called dark mode. Yeah. And, uh, they're, they're doing a blackout for the game. It's Halloween weekend. It all makes sense. And I'm sure Tennessee fans will oblige. They do a good job with their checkerboards and colored outs and all that stuff. But they're, there's a fake Twitter account going around saying that they're asking fans to wear all black and, and since Tennessee is wearing black helmets to paint their faces black at the game. So AKA participate in a little blackface and uh, old Joe Girth got, 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 he, he thought it was real. Who, who thought, who, who thought it was real? Joe Girth. Are you familiar with no, Joe? I'm not Girth? familiar with Joe Girth. No. Um, he writes for the courier journal. Ah, okay. Nah, that would not be the wisest move in Tennessee. He was the columnist that went to like a McAllister's in 2022 and was really mad that no, nobody was wearing face masks. Now, speaking of Tennessee, I, I, I do got to ask you this, and I was pleasantly surprised by it too, what post their Alabama win. Is it the, is this, I don't watch a lot of Tennessee. You probably don't watch that much anyway. You watch more than I do. When did they switch to Dixieland Delight instead of Rocky Top after a win? Um, they were, I think they were trolling Alabama. Oh, oh, I didn't even think about it. I was so excited to be able to sing along to Dixieland Delight because I love that song so much, and I hate Rocky Top. I didn't even put two and two together. Yeah, Alabama, right. their games, they play Dixieland Delight, and like in between the lyrics, they add their own lyrics, and it's like they it's some curse words. Yeah. I think, I think it's along the line of they say like F, LSU, Tennessee, and Auburn. So, and it like the whole stadium does it. It's actually pretty cool, the video. We can't play it on air because it's potty words. But I'm going to have a stop scoot before I hear. But yeah, it's cool to see. All right, let's go to our last break. And then we really need to be fast with the Thornton's text line. Although Trevor Kelsey being on the show, anything fast in Trevor Kelsey, (laughs) it's not going to happen. All right, we'll be back. One final segment TJ Walker, Justin Kalen, Trevor Kelsey here on Kentucky Roll Call. Sucks, dudes, and I'm telling you, it's jobs. We gotta get jobs. Then we get the khakis. 
Then we get the chicks. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call here on your Thursday morning. TJ Walker, Justin Kalen, and joined by Trevor Kelsey. Nick Roush is out. He'll be back tomorrow to preview Kentucky and Tennessee. All we're going to do to close out today's show is finish this Thornton's text line. But before we do, Trevor, you love your Shady Rays, don't you? I'm wearing them. I have very sensitive eyes. I'm a very sensitive eye person. I'm wearing mine right now, indoors, because my the light burns my eyes. I'm like a vampire sometimes. You are. You got sensitive eyes, and you're a sensitive guy. I am. Mm-hmm. I, do, I do feel the. I love the flashback. I've been gone for how long now? And like coming back and hearing rejoins that I made like three years ago still being used. And yeah. I, I, yeah, yeah, we don't we don't get too much new stuff over here. <laughs> I'm making two new ones today, actually. So suck it. There's there's talks that the that we're getting Calipari audio for. Uh, I don't know if it's true or not. I made promos. I don't. I haven't heard them, and I listen to the. I stay tuned into the Big X. I heard I, one actually. I hit up Trevor the other day, asked if they were running, and he said one of them was. And I got in my car after work, and I lo and behold heard it. What day was this? Uh, Tuesday, I guess. You would hear the one, because I cut two of them. The one-minute one just replaced the Orlando Antigua one, which even as a little fan, I, I didn't want to take off, because that's not that very humorous. And, oh, you uh, should keep that one on, too. But how many promos y'all are running? Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> then I made a 30-second, which needed to have a new cart number put in the – I'm, I'm pulling back the curtain on lingo here, but it needed to be put in the system, and it has been. I just don't know if it's been assigned yet by a traffic manager. Well, anyways, everything's new and fresh at the Big X. That's bigger next year than ever. Uh, Shady Rays is the best sunglass company on the planet. They've got the five-star reviews to back it up. Take the time, go to Shady Rays' website, and be blown away by their selection. 25% off when you use promo code BIGX. You will not be disappointed if you are for some reason. I doubt it, but you get a 30-day money-back guarantee. No questions asked. They do replacement pairs after 30 days. And each and every time you buy at Shady Rays, they're helping feed hungry folks in America. So we love them. You will as well. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. We got to be quick. I told the guys during the break that we have to be fast on this. Uh, We will see how much we fail. Okay. A texter says, hey, fellas, Brad from – oh, we already read that one. Uh, Thanks for texting. Not a good start. (laughs) No, not a good start. A texture says, Kanye goes off the deep end. Donda closes. Dilly, mid-year enrollment at UK, takes over point guard duty when Severe Wheeler inevitably runs into another screen, leads us to number nine over Houston. Cal's playing 4D chess. Yeah, so Donda has closed. Like, they're, they're done. Did that come up yesterday? And I just saw that on South Park they have uh, Fish Sticks has – uh, severed ties with Kanye West, so the hits keep coming for Kanye. When you have fish sticks, when they you have them cutting ties with you, then that's when you know it's over. But Donda is done. Um, that's according to multiple sources and multiple outlets. So Robert Dillingham's going to have to go find somewhere else to play basketball this year. And I don't see anywhere better than St. Xavier High School on Poplar Level Road. Well, you can do that. And you know what? A.J. Johnson, you come to Wagner, baby. You come on, come over, because we've talked about this in the Rutherford show with 
Lobo's, you know, connection with Adidas and him playing at Kanye's school, you know, because the, we've given up and tapped out on DJ, we've now moved up to AJ, which everyone knows A is better than a D anyway. And, you know, so this is, you know, our last, like, big basket in the, that, that five-star class. That's just interesting. I, I mean, I know they canceled that trip to play against Reed Shepard yesterday, but or Louisville canceled them. I don't know who won them, but now it's moot because the school doesn't exist. It doesn't exist, so don't worry about it. Uh, they, did get, they did get Justin Edwards' team to fill that spot, and the so Justin Edwards will go against Reed Shepard. Honestly, it'll probably be a better game to be like if you're just looking for good basketball. Uh, I do think Dillingham's a more fun player to watch than Edwards, but Edwards is debatably a better player uh, just because he's a little bit more sound. But yeah, so they they did fix that game. The only thing I have problems is I'm not going to support Kanye. I don't even I know I can only even win you Kanye song anyway. I'm I'm a big fan regardless. I'm, as a musician and or as a person, but I mean, I mean, is this really hurting Kanye as much as it's? I mean, these are kids that are playing in school and they want to travel. I mean, that's is it really their fault? Or they should be the ones being punished for this. Well, when you're, when you're, yeah, I mean, that's 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 kind of how it works in the in the world. If your leader is a bag of trash or bad at their job, then. You followed a bad leader, unfortunately. You could have at no blame to you, but it's just the reality of, of yeah. the hard world that we live in, Trevor. It's just, uh, I don't think that when they signed on, they thought that Kanye was going to get canceled, but he is kind of an idiot. Yeah, uh, who, who thought happened? Kanye was going to get canceled? And that came out of nowhere, right? Like, the thing is, like, yeah, he, I don't know why people, like, the thing he did with Taylor Swift was terrible. Like, that was, and people were like, oh, man, Kanye, Kanye. It was like 15 years ago, too. I know, but, like, people, like, defended it as, like, being a cute thing. It was like, that's not a normal thing to do. Like, you know, no. uh, anyways, there's a long list of non-normal things, but supposedly he's got some some, some issues, and you hope that he gets help for them. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, but well, also, on top of that, Kyle Tucker tweets out that he thinks that one of the overtime elites marketing only deal to preserve NCAA eligibility makes a lot of sense for Robert Dillingham. So he could play for overtime elite, keep his college eligibility. Uh, if Kyle's saying that, that probably means that's what UK staff is guessing Robert Dillingham does because Kyle is as plugged in as it gets. So I would, I would think that that's probably going to be the plan for Dillingham. I was hoping he would go to Santa. It doesn't matter anyway. You're getting DJ Wagner. Who cares? We're not going to what? You're getting DJ Wagner anyway. Yeah, supposedly pretty soon. Uh, I, I think he'll at least before the early signing period. A texter says the Lakers roster is really so terrible. Someone in the front office needs to be held accountable because the roster is what you call incompetent. It is a terrible roster. There's a lot of bad rosters in the NBA, but I mean, that's think about but... the Lakers is like you were horrible last year and you didn't really do anything to address the roster whatsoever. Why, why in whatever world staying healthy, you have a bunch of people that never stay healthy. So that would be dumb to think that. Uh, there, I, I want Anthony Davis to go somewhere else. Let him go to a let him go to a contender. Well, I mean, I mean, I don't know. What, I mean, David, you just want him to go into the court and play. I mean, that's his, his biggest that, yes that problem. Helps. I mean, if he if he's not going to be able to be healthy, then yeah, if you want him to be successful, he's got to go somewhere and be a, a second or third option. Then if he can't be on the court on a, a, you know seventy plus games. Yeah, you can't. You're just not going to be, especially in the West. I mean, you're not going to. You're just not going to be able to be get anywhere outside the first round because LeBron, as much as you know, I mean, the numbers are still there, but LeBron's not LeBron from 
last year, two years ago, three years ago, whatever. Not at all. How the hell did Trevor get there on time? Didn't he wake up right on time and need to scrape his windows for an hour? That's from Billy Big Blue. We're doing online, so we made it a little easier. Uh, but no, hats off to Trevor. He said he was going to show up. He showed up. He was here, ready to rock and roll. Walked all the way down that hallway for you. Who doesn't love you, TJ? Uh, attaboy, Trevor. Good to have you, says one texter on the Thornton sex line. Attaboy. Do a segment calling out Trevor on his all of his horrendous takes. Yeah, uh, as Nick Richards is dominating in the NBA, dominating may be strong of a word, but he's putting up good numbers. He's really He really is. I'm surprised by it, uh, but... Yeah, that was one of your all-time bad ones, Trevor. The the Malik Williams, Nick Richards take. All about injuries. It's all, all injuries. injuries. <laughs> and I, bl- I blame Mac and Gaudio, too. That's 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 what you'll be saying about Mac Jones, too, after he's been zappied. <laughs> yeah, that's, this shows how old we've been. Remember Mac Jones? We talked about him as a U.K. recruit. I do, yeah. We had, we had, we had the voice thing come on Speak Chinese and say, I'm never going to U.K. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember that. But I do remember uh, him being a Kentucky commit and wearing yeah. that funny little hard hat, uh, which was a good picture. Uh, by the way, also, I think Mac Jones is starting this weekend. So he is, He's been announced to starter, yeah. Or Zappy. Uh, Texter says, Trevor, when you check out, get Magnum condoms to impress her. Oh, talking about the Thornton's lady. Oh, you damn right I will. Yeah, so you'll have like you'll have your mellow yellow. You'll get a pack of cigs, obviously, and then you'll do the old Frank Reynolds from Always Sunny, and uh, you'll yeah you'll you'll get some protection. I mean, I, 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 maybe younger Trevor did, but now you know now older Trevor's probably just going just give me the smalls. You know why, why, why waste time right now? I, I don't you I don't have much that much time. You're a busy young lady. There's no reason to, like, put on a front. Let's just be honest with each other. The texter says, heading to Keeneland tomorrow, there have been some crazy payouts lately. Can we get a quick betting segment tomorrow morning before I head out? Uh, Roush will be back on. I'm sure he'll be happy to talk horses. I know, like, 98% of our listeners will not be happy to, but I've been finding myself betting Keeneland on, like, Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, every now and then. So uh, I wouldn't mind it. And, yeah, there have been some crazy payouts. A texter says, John here. Hey, John. Hey, John. Good, fantastic morning to all. By gosh, the man, the myth, the legend is here. Thank you, Mr. Kelsey, for being a part of the show this morning. Trevor, I know you are more of an AEW guy, but what do you think of WWE and Logan Paul's storyline? I believe he can actually do some decent stuff in the squared circle. Hey, Trevor, go after that lady of the ring at Thornton's, and good luck, my friend. TJ, you might just be the best matchmaker of all time. I would say let Justin be your wingman. However, Justin is too strong with the ladies and might try to steal your future wife. He is the Walmart whisperer. Well, great show. Got to go talk to you later. Yeah, I bring, I'm, I'm not bringing a wingman. No no competition. No, sorry, Justin. You find your own. <laughs> I, I love Walmart whisperer. That's the Walmart one. whisperer. I love that as well. I mean, I'm not Kool-Aid. And Trevor, uh, you can take, you know, 15, 20 seconds to answer the wrestling. No, I'm, I'm, I can make it such a joke right there. Uh, the uh, I, I, Logan Paul stuff, I've followed a little bit. I just don't like Logan Paul. He annoys me, but he's athletic enough that you put him in the ring, he's going to have a decent match with somebody that knows what they're doing. Um, the other, I, I do want those. He didn't mention this, but I'm in a, I'm in a fantasy football league with with John, and I started out zero and four and have won three in a row, and I am coming for the number one team in that league, and that is John. Let's go. Keep us up. Keep us updated on that. I mean, shortly updated, like brief update. <laughs> keep us updated on that. Uh, that's good. I, John and Trevor, I forgot that you all have that nice relationship. And uh, I know John really missed you, Trevor, when you left the show. So today, days like today are great. 
and hopefully Trevor won't be a, a stranger in the future. Another texture says, $5 hot and ready's are farting delicious when eaten in the car on the way home from Little Caesars to spoil your dinner. I mean, just go to McDonald's or something, dude. I mean, those pizzas are so I mean, it, it, how, how crazy is this? Three of us on the show and two of us had food poisoning for Little Caesars, too. Yeah, that's not that's not good. No. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I I love Little Caesars marketing. Like, I, I think it. I wish it was good. I wish it was good. I wish it was good. I love good pizza. It's it's really hard to mess up pizza. They're one of the few places that have done it. Unfortunately, uh, I think their marketing's cute. They do a good job with it. They're the partner with the NFL. Blah blah blah. It just it's not good food. Unfortunately, I do I do it, I do catch myself laughing sometimes with the Safford commercial. Where girls like pizza pizza. Like making fun of him, <laughs> that does make me smile a little bit. <laughs> pizza, pizza. Uh, what was the other pizza that also had like a Rome theme to it? Little like Little Rome. <laughs> I don't remember Little Rome. It wasn't Little Caesars. Uh, <laughs> maybe it was the pizza in Home Alone, like Italy slice of Italy. I don't think that was real, was it? It probably not, but uh, it's. it's i'm trying to think of it anyways a texture says a pizza hut buffet in middle school was one of the greatest parts of society they're not lying on that i mean pizza was did have a more of an impact as a child you are a little younger than me but like i remember like the basketball going get the final four basketball from pizza hut the land before time toys uh the bookmobile promotions they would do i remember the bookmobile and it's funny you say that because i was going to say that like I remember when we'd go on spring break, we'd go to Destin, Florida every year, like 90% of Louisville does. And we would, we'd stop at like pizza huts for inside dining. It'd be like, Hey, this isn't fast food, but it's also not like a super expensive sit down place. But yeah, we'd go down there and like, you know, they'd have waiters come bring your, you know, fill up your drinks and bring your food out to you and whatnot. It, it was popping back in the day. I served a pizza hut in Bowling Green. Did you really? I, and it'd be, I, hand to God, I made more money probably there on a daily basis than I did at Lone Star. That's because, wild. What year was that? It was just so 2005, 2006. Okay. Well, I mean, I'd only make a dollar or two every table, but the turnover was so much in there that you, I'd walk away 50, 60 bucks a night. They're little personal pans back in the day. Maybe they still are. They were money. They were really good. Yeah, they are. A texter says, I'll get Little Caesar, I'll get little Caesar's crazy bread when I'm doing pizzas on the egg. That bread is still amazing. I can Agreed. believe that. I can believe that. Yeah, it's hard to screw up bread, right? Also, shout out to a green egg pizza maker like yourself. Uh, we also are green egg pizza makers, and it's the smoked pizza, best pizza on the planet. I still remember the day you won the green egg, and you didn't know if you wanted to keep it or not. It looks like you chose you, – you, you, totally you chose wisely. Yeah. yeah. You're, like, looking to get, like, 1000 bucks for it or, like, even 800 which was so dumb. Nobody bought that from me on all like the Facebook marketplaces and whatnot. It was a brand new, never used green egg, which at that point was like twelve hundred or thirteen hundred dollars. I don't know what they cost nowadays. And we were trying to get rid of it for like eight hundred dollars, basically five hundred dollars off a green egg, and nobody would bite on it. Everybody thought it was like a scam or I don't know. But you wanted uh, it in a raffle or something, didn't you? I wanted it in a golf scramble. Yeah. Oh yeah, I know something. Yeah. Yep. A, ra- a raffle at a golf scramble. It wasn't like my play on the on the. Course, <laughs> yeah, on the course, it. Uh, hey, Trevor, do you plan on guard, playing guard for U of L this upcoming season? They may need you to consider their depth this year. I mean, we're getting down to it. I mean, we're. I mean, what was even talking to this the Manhattan transfer to add another guard last minute? I don't think we're going to get him, but that Louisville's guard situation is going to be interesting. It's not, not going to be interesting. It's going to be bad. I'll tell you, it, I'll tell you how it's going to go. 
I'm trying to keep hope alive, my man. I'm trying well, to. Who, who's like the number two for the hope alive department? Like I get like hope alive department. L. Ellis is really good. I could see a scenario where he is good, really good. I'm not so sure. Yeah, but like who's, who's the number two in the hope department? I mean, it depends what you how you emphasize guard. Like, if you're going to say guard, I can still say Kamari Lands is technically a guard slash wing player. Mike James is a guard slash wing player. The point is, the, the point is point guard, and that's that's where it's you know the most thin. I mean, outside him, you've got the Fabio kid, Fabio. I don't know how to pronounce his name yet. If he's any good, I'll learn it. Uh, that they brought in as a you know as a reclassification, and obviously you know Hersey Miller who. Every day changes whether he's on scholarship or walk on. We don't know. He doesn't know. So, I mean, that's all we've got that are technically point guards that air quoted here to myself. And uh, that's, it's going to be interesting. Oh, man. A texter says Tennessee fans act like their team has been dominant, but in their four big wins LSU, Bama, Pitt, Florida, they have been outgained in two of them. Against Pitt, they only had one more yard than them and needed overtime to beat them. Tennessee could easily be four and three. Really, LSU is their only dominant complete game on both sides of the ball, and they got a huge in that game. It was pretty much over from like six minutes in. They also gave up 453 yards to Anthony Richardson. Again, you say all stuff like this. I mean, Tennessee is a good team. I think we wouldn't argue that. But like reasons like this should get us all excited that Kentucky can make things competitive heading into the fourth quarter. They absolutely should. I'll actually be disappointed if it's not that way. I mean, that's what Tennessee does, though. I mean, we talked about I mean, You look at last year. I guess that's the one of the big differences is that they're winning those close games and shootouts this year than they, that they weren't really – I mean, they won enough last year, but not as many as they are this year at least. Uh, Texter says, I want Deion Walker to break hooker. Whoop that trick. Morning, fellas. Where do you think the Rob Dillingham mixtape ranks among other U.K. recruits? Obviously, John Wall is the GOAT, but this one's getting a ton of attention online. Yeah, it could end up – when it's all said and done online, it could end up being number two. But I'd put it in the same ballpark of a Malik Monk as a Anthony Davis and John Wall. I think those are your top four. Dillingham was certainly in the ballpark with those guys as well. A texter says, Jordan flu game, shilling, bloody sock, Trevor getting up before noon to join Kentucky roll call. Yeah, yeah all those things are classic for sure. True champions always come through. I, I never get in the mixtapes. Two words wide, seventh woods. Yeah, I, I mean, most mixtapes usually, uh, yeah, whatever, we don't have time. I'm with Trevor on one thing. A second shift job is the worst. I want to wake up and get it over with. Sitting around waiting to go to work is miserable. I mean, and that, when I work second shift, though, I just wake up in the afternoon. I just don't like – if I have to get up in like five hours for work and I'm, I'm going to get to that mindset where I'm like, it's an hour for work, and I'm like, God, I don't want to go in now. So Texter. I got to get up. Texter says, Justin greater than Trevor. Come on. Come on. <laughs> I can see that, but I just know more basketball, which is why I'm going to win 500 bucks. Whoa. Start hot D. I guarantee you won't fall asleep during the first episode. That was one second. You talking about House of Dragon, I guess? That's what they're saying. Yeah. Hot D is House of Dragon. Oh, okay. A texter says, Trevor's going to start it soon. Dillingham could play the next couple months at Dream City Christian and then enroll in December to prepare for next year. And then maybe he ended up not playing at all, but then he still leaves for the draft. Is bacon in the house? Hell yeah. Yeah. Is. The roll call goat, a.k.a. as bacon. <laughs> bacon and sizzle, my friend. Exactly, Trevor. He was only good on drugs. Let the man smoke. <laughs> that's, that's the truth, actually. <laughs> Hearing A.J. Johnson is a Texas lean, how do you feel about that, TJ? Uh, that's fine by me. Well, I think he meant that to go to me, maybe yeah. more, I think. But uh, 
Yeah, I'm starting to really hate Texas too a little bit. They they they've been dipping their hand in our Kool Aid way too much lately. Texas with a dollar sign. Yeah. Uh, Texas uh, texture says, "Damn, call them out, Bacon." I don't remember who he's talking about because I do it with everyone. So how does anyone know how Dillingham is going to finish high school now? He's in a separate school. The Donda thing was basketball specific, or at least that's what every major media member says. So I don't think he's going to have any academic problems. If you cover your face in pure dipspit, it's not racist, Tennessee, says one texter. <laughs> Another texter says, so is this what it felt like when Phil Jackson's returned to coaching the Lakers? Absolutely. Bacon returned, says one texter. Kanye is mentally ill. It's a sad story, but he deserves it. Um, I don't know if he deserves it necessarily, but I do agree that he seems to have some mental problems. I agree. And I hope he gets help. All kidding aside, Trevor, I think your cards can get the job done this weekend against Wake Forest. Line totally favors the card. It's a stinky line, but I think I'll probably sadly take Wake Forest. But, Trevor, I hope to be wrong to make you happy, buddy. Uh, I'll probably be betting Wake Forest just because I bet against Louisville pretty much every week this this season and basically basically panned out for me. I just I don't trust Malik. I just don't. I mean – when the pressure's on, he folds. You can listen to Trevor talk about U of L three to six on the Mike Rutherford show. I know I'll be tuned in today. It was Little Nero's. TJ says one texter. I believe the pizza company you're looking for is Little Nero's. John here again. TJ, you're thinking about Noble Roman's Pizza. They are good, and we still have two here. And I live in Evansville. We'll got to go talk to you later. All right, it was either one of those two. I knew there was another one. Another one says Little Rome, a pizza joint, or a '90s hip hop artist that got his start on Disney Channel. And another texter says Kenny Payne should have hired Trevor instead of Milt. Everybody agrees with that. All right, sorry to have to run, rush through the text line. We got to get out of time. Trevor, thank you so much. I really appreciate you waking up and joining us. This was a lot of fun. It was worth it. Was worth the lack of sleep and getting out of bed. I promise you that. All right, we'll be tuned in at 3 o'clock today. TJ Walker, Trevor Kelsey, Justin Kalen. We'll be back tomorrow with Nick Roush, Friday edition of Kentucky Roll Call. We'll see you. Roll Call.